I trust you had a wonderful Christmas and New Year and that you're ready to see greater things from God this year because I can assure you the Lord is already doing and is about to do even greater things. Can someone give me a big amen? amen. Come on, can you give me a better amen? Can you give the Lord a big hand of praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Angels, our unseen allies. Psalm 91, verse 11 to verse 12. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 5 to verse 14. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. But to the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And you, Lord... In the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. And they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will fold them up, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not fail. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Are they, the angels, not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Hallelujah. We are in a season of war. The church is going to war again. The Lord is specifically dealing with certain demons at this time. It is taking us into battle against and victory over spirits such as the Jezebel spirit, the spirit of Baal, the spirit of Ahab, as well as witchcraft, occult and control amongst many other unclean demonic spirits. Now is the time for victory. This is the year of victory in Christ someone. You know, the year 2014 equals seven. If you add up the numbers in the year 2014, two plus zero plus one plus four, it equals seven. Seven is the biblical number for spiritual perfection. Seven is the biblical number for victory in Christ. Seven is the biblical number for God's perfect timing. 
So it's God's perfect timing for us to see greater victories in Christ than we ever have before. Can someone say amen? In December 2013, which was only last month, of course, the Lord spoke to me and said that as we move out of 2013 and into 2014, the church is going to war. Remember, that was one of the prophetic messages I declared at the end of 2013, that the church is going to war. We're going into another battle. But don't be afraid. This one will be quick, swift, and effortless. It will be quick, swift, and effortless. Can I add a little more to that? As long as you and I are diligent to follow and obey the voice, the word, and the instructions of the Lord. Can someone say amen to that? The church is going to war. We're going into another battle. And I can sense this right now. Some of you here and some listening by CD or over the internet have found yourselves facing another battle. As soon as you went into the new year, bang, you are facing another battle. And tonight the Lord has sent me to declare to you, you are not alone and you will not fight this battle alone. As a matter of fact, you're not going to have to fight this battle because the Lord will fight for you. I said the Lord will fight for you. Can someone declare it? The Lord will fight for me. Say it again. One more time. That's right. Now this battle is going to be very different to any others you and I or the church has ever faced. Why? Because it will be a war of rest. <laughs> it will be a war of rest. Not a war or a battle of struggling, striving and being worn out, but a war or battle of rest. Meaning, we will fight and win the next battle by resting in God. Which is actually and basically learning how to receive the victory by putting our complete and total trust in God and His Word, especially when we do not know or understand what's happening. I'll say that again. Resting in God is basically learning how to receive the victory by putting our complete and total trust in God and His Word, especially when we do not know or understand what's happening. Do you know that a lot of Christians still don't know what resting in God means or is about? A lot of Christians are still living like the world. If I want to see results, I have to work at it and work at it and work at it, and work at it until I'm practically dead on the floor. And you know, some people don't feel right unless that's exactly what they're doing. You know, some people begin to worry 
when they're not worrying or when they don't have something to worry about. We're called to be warriors, not warriors. I said warriors, not warriors. Warriors with a W-A-R-R-I-O-R-S, not W-O-R-R-I-O-R-S. We're called to be warriors, not warriors. And the wonderful thing about the kingdom of God is that it's the complete opposite to the world system. The world says, if you want to accomplish this or accomplish that, if you want to be successful at this or successful at that, if you want to obtain this or obtain that, you have to work and work and work and work and work until you're dead exhausted on the floor. And that's the enemy's tactic. The enemy attempts to get Christians working and working and working or getting out in works of the flesh or human effort to the point where we are so worn out, exhausted and depressed that we can't even think straight. Someone with me? Can someone relate to this? That's what the enemy wants you and I to believe. That's the rut, the trap, the hole the enemy wants you and I to get into. And he tries to convince people, especially Christians, that if they don't get out in the flesh, they don't get out and do something about this, that or the other, or they're not working and working and working and working towards it, then there's something wrong with them or they're not going to see the results, or they're not going to see the breakthrough, or God isn't going to give it to you on a silver or a gold platter, so you have to go out and get it for yourself. And don't get me wrong, there are certain things you and I need to do in obedience to God's word and commandments to receive whatever he has for us, but even that has to be done by God's grace, not our own power. You know, a lot of Christians don't feel right unless they're out in the flesh trying to make things happen. You know, there are a lot of Christians who find it a lot easier to get out in the flesh and make something happen than to rest in God and do absolutely nothing because it's not in our human nature to rest. It's in our human nature to work and work, and work, and work, and work. But I've got news for you. The work has already been done. The price has already been paid. The suffering has already been experienced by Jesus Christ on the cross 2,000 years ago for you and I and all people. Now all we need to do is accept it, believe it, Receive it and rest in it. Are you with me? And receiving from God is not about what you and I can do to get it. Receiving from God is about knowing who you are and what you have in Christ, what the Word of God says, what the promises of God's Word are, and saying, I accept it, I believe it, 
and I'm going to rest on that. No matter how you're feeling, no matter what Satan or demons are saying or doing around you, no matter what people are saying or doing around you, don't worry. I know exactly how you feel. I have been through it myself time after time after time, especially when you have people telling you, you should do this, you should do that, you should do the other. And the irony is they may be right, but it may not be what God is telling you to do at that time. If God has sent someone to tell you to do this, that or the other, don't worry, you'll know it and he'll confirm it. And I know that people mean well. They may even want the best for you. But in an attempt to get what's best for you to you, they end up giving you the wrong advice. Do this, do that, or do the other. Whenever anyone tells you that, you need to seek the Lord and find out if he's saying the same thing, find out if he actually sent that person to tell you those things. And if he didn't, just humor the person, listen to them, take it on board, but then put it on the shelf. You don't have to tell them off. You don't have to run them down. (laughs) You don't have to cut them off, not unless God might be telling you that he's going to remove them from your life or he's going to take you in a different direction. Well, if that is his will for you, let him do it. See, so many Christians are still living like they did before they became Christians. And every little thing they do is based on works. Now listen, the moment you and I were born again, we entered the rest of God, which means that he brought us into an intimate relationship with him, into the new covenant which has been established on the blood of Jesus Christ. He made us his sons and daughters. He forgave and cleansed us of all our sins by the blood of Jesus Christ. He put his Holy Spirit in us and he made every promise, blessing and benefit of his word and kingdom available to us and you and I didn't have to do anything except accept him. So what makes you and I think that if we start working now, we're going to get any more from him than he's already given us or has already provided for us? And you can't make God love you anymore by doing more. You know, a lot of Christians still don't understand this. They're still working and working and working. And you know, it's partly a religious spirit and a spirit of legalism. And most Christians don't know or understand that, so they think what they're doing is good, it's right and pleasing to God, and then before they know it, they're absolutely run down, exhausted and dead on the floor asking, why God, why this? Why that? Why the other? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you do the other? With me? No. This is a new season. People, I said, this is a new season. This is the season 
of rest. This is the season of rest. You know, in the word of God, in the book of Hebrews, it declares some of the Israelites, actually the majority of them, died in the wilderness and did not enter the rest of God because they did not learn how to rest in God in the wilderness. Now the Lord has put some of you through situation where he has been teaching you how to rest in him. He's taken away everything you were relying on, you were trusting in and clinging to instead of or besides him. He's been removing everything from your life that has been causing you to get your eyes off him or that has become a distraction to you. And he's teaching you how to look to him, to trust in him, to rely on him and to rest completely and totally in him. Now you've come to the point where the Lord is saying, the church is entering another battle and this battle will be won through rest. Resting in God. Which as I said, basically knowing how to receive the victory by putting your complete and total trust in God and his word, especially when we do not know or understand what's happening. Which is very prophetic right now. The Lord is teaching many of you and will continue teaching many of you how to enter his rest. Because a lot of Christians have become absolutely worn out and the enemy succeeded in bringing and keeping Christians under bondage because they do not understand this very simple thing. Now this teaching is not about resting in God. I'll be teaching about this some other time in the future. But this is very important to understand. And I know that as I continue teaching this message tonight, and even as you're leaving and going through your week, the Lord will teach you more about resting in God. So important. Now, this next battle will be swift, effortless, and the Lord will fight for us, as he always has. It's not the first time the Lord has or will be fighting for you. He's going to do it again.